Hello? It is what? Thursday night. You know what that means. The Comics Pals are live. Uh, we lost our we lost our child. We, we, we've lost the child. Uh, it's 10 Marco? o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Marco. <laughs> I don't see him. Uh, we're, we're Marco-less today. Um, but the three of us should be able to carry the fort. We've got Tyler. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, Kale. Yo, let's go. And my beer. So that's so you know it's so going to be a night. Really, we're not missing him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, do, I miss. Do you think? Why yeah. is he not here? Is he doing? He's not doing. He's not. He's not here because of his normal reason for not being here. Is he? Uh, what's his normal reason for not well, being you, here? You know. You know. We talked about it on uh, Palin around on our uh, Patreon. You can. Uh, we, we mentioned how he was a. Uh, Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Incapacitated ones. Yeah. Right, yes. Uh, he's not here for reasons that will probably lead to that. I, You know what? Yeah. I gotcha. believe I gotcha. so, and I gotcha. hope that for him. Indeed. You know what I hope for us? I hope that the books that we've read today are good. And I happen to know whether they're good or not. You guys don't. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Uh, we've got five books Count this em. week. Yep. Uh, five books. We've got Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number one. They, the re-debut of Sam Wilson as Captain America. What's this, the third time? Uh, Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood. Uh, Jonathan Hickman in there. Haven't seen him in a little while. Uh, Jurassic League, number one. It's a lot of fun. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, Grim number one. This is the book we added. Ooh. Thank you to uh, Matt Murphy. I love this cover. I think it's uh, I think it's real good. This is Who's by uh, I believe this is Jenny Frizen. That's who I oh. thought it was. Okay, I yeah. Was say, it looks like yep. it looks like uh, might be a Jen Bartel, but yeah, uh, it says I uh, yeah. Didn't get yeah. that one. Good look at it. Uh, and then uh, Spawn three twenty nine. Hmm. Black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, very. Uh, yeah, well, you black, white, and then a, a smidge of green in the eyes uh, of Spawn. Uh, I I love that cover. I think it's so black, cool. white, and snot. <laughs> oh boy! All right. So uh, before we jump into the reviews here, I do want to let you guys know how you can support the show if you are so inclined to support the show. We've got a Patreon page: Patreon.com/slash/TheComicsPals. Uh, we just put out Tyler's uh, newsletter every week. One of us puts up a newsletter. This week was Tyler's at bat. Uh, he put out a drink recipe that you can try. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, not what I'm drinking today, but there is rum involved. So. Okay, well, that's a good thing. Rum involved is good. Uh, Sultan of Swing says this show has some manic energy today. Yeah, good. I, I'm glad feel you it. feel that way. Hmm. Let's crank it up a notch. Whenever, whenever I read books like Spawn, I feel manic. So mm. that's you know that's just what it's going to be. Hopefully, like you enjoy a manic episode when I'm when I'm reading those. But. <laughs> we also put out episode two of Palin Around on our Patreon. Palin Around is our show. It's our third show or fourth now, I guess. Uh, and on this one, we talk mm. about whatever we feel about. It's just four pals hanging out. Uh, and on this one, we talked about video games, our favorite games, our history with video games, stuff like that. So if you want to hear that, patreon.com slash the comics pals, you can subscribe for as little as three dollars. So 
Um, we appreciate everybody who has done so and everybody who's considering it. If you want to watch this show live, go to twitch.tv slash the comics pals and tune in at 6 p.m. Eastern every single Thursday. Saturdays for the main show, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, this week, yeah, uh, 15. 10, 10 15. Yeah. You know, I want people to show up a little early, but I don't want you to be so early that you leave or you show up and it's like 10, 10 a.m., you know, but it's like in European time or something like that. And then you're mad. Mm, that's a good call. Yeah. It's two, no, three British Standard Time. So that would be four European time, whatever that is. Something like that. Do you guys do the noon and then you go over to one again there? Or are you like a 24-hour clock there? It's a lot more common to be a 24-hour clock. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. But. All right. Let's talk Captain America, Symbol of Truth. So yes, this please. is by Tochi Onyabuchi, who is newer to at least Marvel Comics. Uh, I know that uh, Tochi was involved with the Marvel Voices Legacy book that we reviewed a few months ago. Oh, one of the um, two voices on it? Yeah. And then uh-huh. the arts by R.B. Silva with letters by Joe Caramagna and colors by Jesus Abortov. Um, Real good looking book, I think. I enjoyed well, the so- art a lot. It's it's funny. I just looked up uh, Tochi Onibuchi on uh, Wikipedia, and mm. I'm looking at the comics uh, bibliography. Black Panther Legends. That's it. The only comic book credit. It looks like he is a novel writer mostly. Ah, uh, right. Um, hmm. Well, you know, I uh, love the art. I really enjoyed the art in this one. It's very very good. Uh, but I really enjoyed the way this unfolded. Me too. Yeah, th- this was a pretty good uh, at bat. Like, I think that Cap Sam, Sam Cap, whatever you want to call him, uh, has to feel very different from Steve. I feel like there's a triumvirate of Caps because those two have to feel different from each other, but then they also have to feel different from Winter Soldier. Um, and this book does a good job of highlighting the differences between Steve and Sam without ever referencing Steve. And that's some, that's a problem that I think other books have had whenever Sam is Captain America. Um, the villain, the, so, so this, so this is pretty standard. It's a pretty standard first issue. Cap and you know his buddy who is going by Falcon, I think, or Red Wing, whatever. Uh, um, Red Wing's the Falcon. Falcon right, is the yeah. Falcon. Wait, that means yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> um, who I remember when he became Falcon, which was many moons ago. But um, they're on a mission, and it's a pretty generic mission. It feels like you know a fusion of the Disney Plus mission that this yeah. that Sam was on with like just generic shit. Um, so it's that. And then it's a sequence of him and Misty going to Kennedy's, which by the way, Tyler cut kale. I know you guys have lived in New York city. You fuck with Kennedy's or what? Never got there. Ooh, never got there. So, um, I've had it, but I don't remember having it. 
Okay. <laughs> Listen. Is that, right? gonna, that, that tracks though, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. Kennedy's is the best worst food ever. Mm-hmm. If you okay. need to eat at like five in the morning, Kennedy's <laughs> will do it for you. You will love it. But I would never choose it over basically anything else. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so it's yeah, like right. White Castle for people in the Midwest. Sure. I guess. It's better than White Castle just because of the variety. Sure. Variety yeah. in variety of what? Quality or variety of uh <laughs> of dish? The quality's consistent actually. <laughs> like you get you generally get the same you know, now whether you like that or not is a different matter. Matt Matt doxing me in the chat. Uh, that's where the Latinas were after school on Fordham Road when we went to high school. So. <laughs> Gotta love Kennedy's. Um, he's, not, he's not wrong. Anyway. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, can I just piggyback off the Kennedy's thing? Like, that felt really real. You know what I mean? Like, it really did, yeah. Like, maybe it helps that I am from that area and I can, you know... I can smell it, you know, when I hear it. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't remember of time when Falcon was Captain America, or where he was written by a black person. No. No. Yeah. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any. I mean, I think Remender was the one who really solidified him. <laughs> Remender so, was the blackest person who wrote him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think, I, don't, I don't think liking Black Flag is 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 enough, but um, well, yeah, not so, a name. Yeah. Well, that's close enough for Marvel. Um, but it, it felt genuine. Like his whole interaction with Misty on their not date felt like an actually lived in moment, um, which was honestly refreshing for me. Um, I liked how we kind of just jump into it. There's no real like the thing is people are accustomed to the idea of Sam Wilson as Captain America, both in comics and now in other mm. media. So yeah. that hump to get over doesn't exist. All the prerequisites it is, oh, I got my old job back. Like, that's it. We're, we're right in there, which I, I love that. I'm tired of, is he is he worth it? You know, is he, um, yeah. should he be Captain America? It just jumps right in, and he feels like a, a likable person. He feels like a, an actual, he feels like an actual person, which is great. Instead of just a guy with the weight of the shield on him, you know. He feels like Captain America. But he doesn't, you know, he doesn't feel like uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Captain he, America's best pal, Falcon or Sam or whatever. Like he feels like Captain America. He's not cosplaying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think, and I think that, you know, Onyebuchi. I'm not sure where he's from, but the fact that he was able to bring a New York flair to this book added reality to it, which I really liked. And then the very low key. Uh, reference to Wakanda also added a lot of depth. First of all, if there's a place where there would be this kind of rally going on, a like a Wakanda-based rally, it would absolutely be Harlem one two five. Like that's that's where this is going on. Um, and if you live in New York and you've been in the area, you've seen these kinds of rallies, so you know exactly what this is. Um, I was. Sean, I, I was getting not to interrupt you, but I was getting vibes of uh of uh new uh what is it the Israelites uh yeah 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 which I was like oh okay I mean the black they felt real you know what I mean yeah yeah exactly yeah, totally um I felt like he was jealous or like 
guilty, jealous or guilty. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like. That. I get guilty. I get guilty. Yeah. It, it's because he has to stand for this idealized um, America, but I think deep mm-hmm. down he realizes this doesn't really exist the way he wants it to, and it's that fight between himself, which I thought was really well done. <laughs> like because it wasn't like dragging him down, making him like depressed. Like he was he was dealing with it, but he was yeah. still being Sam. <laughs> Matt says, need them to break out the ATVs to get that full <laughs> one to five energy. <laughs> Listen, to get that full one to five energy, you need someone coming out of Popeyes with no food, no shoes, and no shirt, uh-huh. and potentially a needle in their arm. That's how you get the one to five energy. Oh. Okay. Listen, I've been there. I can say it because I've lived it. All right. Um, uh, you've seen it. You weren't that person. I've, I've seen, no, no, no. I've never been that person. Whoa, right, you didn't even live it. You okay. hate you needles. Okay. Hate needles. Never would go out barefoot. Do I look white? So um, <laughs> there's just a lot of depth to this book, but it's not heavy handed. Hard. Mm-hmm. It's a hard balance to strike. And I really appreciated this book for that. I think it was very, very, very good. I will say the white wolf character is literally Lalo from Better Call Saul. Like, 100%. I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't have the reference. You never watched Better Call Saul? I thought you watched it. I watched, like, one season. Okay. And I never watched Breaking Bad, so, like, it's a blind spot that, for me. Okay. All right. Uh, he's just a, 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 a Spanish person who's, like, really dapper and smooth, but a vicious, violent killer. Who mm. kills mm. you with kind, kindness as much as he does with you know his hands and weapons? Violent, yeah, yeah, yeah. kindness and violence. Yeah. Um, all said, this is this was excellent. I yeah. I had a couple with some uh, a couple issues with some of the dialogue. There were bits and pieces that were a little clunky. Um, not unforgivably. Um. But, you know, like uh, for me, the part where the uh, uh, the senator sends mm-hmm. in the uh, the Marines or whatever mm-hmm. and Cap and, and uh, Falcon are talking to the lady, their dialogue there felt very forced uh, in that sort of forced uh, modern way. Uh, Cap says, uh, tell him I said thank you for the backup. Would have called sooner, but, and then at least the way I read it, well, we'll take it from here. It, it just, it was, it was a bit too uh, generic, generically modern, I guess. I don't know. It just felt clunky and weird to me. I definitely agree. There were moments that didn't work great like for example just just random falcon's aunt or cousin or whatever being one of the people yeah <laughs> like oh, come on man i mean that's i got a lot of aunts and, and cousins stuff that i don't you know i've only seen in pictures so like you never know that that was just too a bridge too far i could go to me. puerto rico throw a rock and i might hit a relative so like that's that's true that's true. And then also Falcon just flew to space. Like, yeah. what the fuck was that? I don't, I don't remember that part, actually. 
<laughs> I, I'm holding it up right now. There's a there's a jammer and that they needed to hit. It's subspace. I can give him he, subspace. He flew into subspace as a regular human. Well, he's not quite a regular human. But, Is he? Um, uh, he's not a mutant. Okay. Right? He's he's enhanced. He's not a human. Okay. But he, um, I forget how he got those wings. Enhanced. But yeah, like it's Bluetooth. just. Got it. Is it his? That's our his next sponsor. Is what? Oh yeah, yeah. Is, does that have to do with his eyes too? Is that like? A, got, is that yeah. what his eyes look like? Yeah, those yeah. Things. Remember, uh, remember, we read Nick Spencer's Sam Wilson cap, and there was an issue where Sam became werewolf by night. I think. <laughs> oh, no, he um, became Cap Wolf. Cap Wolf. Cap Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I think shit. that same experimentation that was going on is what turned this dude into Falcon. Into an actual Falcon. Oh. But even an actual Falcon wouldn't be able to just fly in space. But anyway, uh, nitpicks aside, I thought this was really good. And Solid. Yeah. yeah I, I'm actually excited for the next one. So Honestly, it was my pick of the week. I think it was um, mine, too. I think yeah. it was mine, too. And I give it even more props because, like, I've never read a book, a comic by this guy, and it looks mm. like he hasn't done many. Mm. I couldn't tell. Honestly, if you would have right. told me this guy did a whole bunch of indie stuff, I would be like, sure. Yeah. It looks like he's been doing comics for a while. Like, I, I compare this to um, um, oh, who did Black Panther? Tom Hesse Coates. Tom Hesse Coates. The beginning, I can tell, like, oh, this, someone's, this guy's new to the medium in terms of writing it. Mm. Um, I still think it was good, but I can tell it was uh, a change in his medium that I didn't, but I can notice. I didn't notice it here. It was pretty freaking solid throughout. Mm. Yeah, like it wasn't yeah. jumping out to me that this was a new comic book writer. So, um, yeah, kudos. I was I thought this was very good. It also does not hurt when you have Arby Silva on art, like crazy art, crazy yeah. good. Like you got to see it. Pull for that alone, frankly. Yeah. Let's talk about Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood. So this is a you know like a mini anthology, three different stories, all about Moon Knight. Um, you know, decent timing considering the show just ended. Uh, first story is Anubis Rex by Jonathan Hickman and Chris Piccolo. Uh, I did not like this. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very disappointed in this entry. Yeah. yeah. Could you tell me what happened in this first story? I couldn't even tell you what I was looking at. That was my biggest problem yeah. was. I couldn't see what was happening. Like the way it was drawn, it was so hard to parse out what was in a given panel that like I had to really look. And even yeah. sometimes when I was really looking, I couldn't tell who was there, what they were doing. It was really difficult to to see. And as far as what happened, um, I don't know. Me neither. I, I don't. Couldn't connect to any of the characters. Yeah. The guy that was Moon Knight was Moon Knight. In it was a woman. First of all, did you know look? that? No. No. Yep. <laughs> I I did see that, but I couldn't. But were they? Because the it seemed like said. the the girl was the priestess. Mm-hmm. I like how this what you're saying rings no bells to me. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, yeah. This first issue brought out the worst in both Chris Bacolo and Jonathan Hickman in so much that yeah. it is way too much Hickman and it's condensed into one story where he has to introduce this world that he built 
um, in what, uh, 12 pages? Um, yeah. And a new character and a new status quo for character, which ditches any kind of already established Moon Knight lore. Um, and the worst of Bacalo, which is it's way too much on the page. And like, I know it looks good, but because it's so condensed and because it's in black and white where I can't get, you know, I can't tell what is separated from what. Um, I got I got lost constantly throughout, this. especially the fight scenes. I couldn't tell you who was where. All I could find was this friggin' red balloon, which just made me think of the Spider-Man Two mission. <laughs> My balloon. God, <laughs> a lot of it didn't seem, uh, and I think uh, this is something when Bacalo isn't colored, his stuff looks flat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. way, way flat, yeah, way flat. Um, it, it was a male Moon Knight. It, it was, uh, the, the, the person that he's with says, what do you tell you? I'm a priestess of Khonshu. He is my knight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, okay. That's probably where I got confused. I see what you mean, Cal. Well, but I, I definitely had that thought that you did as well. I was like, oh, okay. It's a female. Wait a second. It's just, it doesn't even matter. Like there's a future, <laughs> yeah. it's a future Moon Knight story. This is never going to come to pass. I feel like, you know, for 12 pages, you could have told a fun, you know, interesting story with Moon Knight that deals with something more personal than this. This was completely abstract. And maybe there's someone out there who's like going to say, hey, someone who's going to jump in our comments and say, hey, you missed this, this and that. That's cool. Um, I got literally nothing out of this. Nothing at all. I, this, I, I wanted to like it. I bought it because of Jonathan Hickman and Chris Piccolo, but I got nothing out of them. Either one. This scares me for his creator own thing that's coming out. Um, in so much uh, that like Hickman unhinged um, without editorial oversight. I know he hired an editor for that, uh, I believe. Um, what are you talking about? Uh, three, three Earths, three moons, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, his. Yeah, his I think he hired Stephen Wacker. They got Steve Wacker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 assuages my fear a bit. But um, when, when Hickman it, goes to Hickman, it's just like, yo, this it's this even crazier me for of, when like Grant Morrison goes full Grant Morrison. It's just like I don't I don't know what's going on. This reminded me of East of West. It's like you can pick that book up and go. Well, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I've Fair. read Indy Hickman and I enjoy it, but Same. this was Indy Hickman in twelve pages in the future with like with Moon Knight. It was too many, too much, and too little room, and that's that's never gonna work out. Hickman's not the guy to deliver a poignant message or something epic. In a small amount of pages. House Mm. of X Mm. was not long, but it was built off of history of X amount of years of X-Men. And, you know, it took time to get where it was going. So I just feel like this was a swing and a miss. Totally. Um, The next story was so white yet so dark. This is by Morewa Ayodel and Duta Nakande. Um, they're listed as storytellers. So I'm assuming that just means writer artist. Um, 
Uh, I didn't care about this either. I thought it was fine. Like, I, I didn't I, hate it, but... It, I had fun until the end result. Uh, uh, I thought that was pretty stupid. You're talking about the Deadpool piece, or... Well, that was also stupid. No, the... Uh, uh, like, what Spider-Man is pestering Moon Knight for, ultimately, his suit. His yeah. suit. You tell him Peter Parker get, get can't raid Uncle Ben's suit. Oh, like, oh boy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to raid his dead uncle's white suit, you know. I, I mean, this felt like somebody wanted to write a Spider-Man story instead of a Moon Knight story. Well, right. I, I, I think it's fun. Like, it's a fun pairing. Sure. You know, that they can bounce off each other. They're... They're cool stuff, you know, for, for a 12-page story. Like, this is a bit more of what I expected over, you know, what we got from Hankman. Why did we not see Mark Spector in any of these, like, out of costume? I have a theory. And okay. my theory is that Moon Knight in the comics is convoluted. Um where I don't think really anyone really knows who he is at any given point. Um, and then when you're given the idea of anthology, I mean, Hickman didn't want to even deal with Mark Spector, you know? Mm. Uh, the other two just wanted to be doing Moon Knight as the hero, um, which I think is fine. How do you delve into the psyche of Mark Spector in an anthology? I think is tricky because I feel like that's something that you got to build long-term you know, like Jeff Lemire did or Max Bemis did recently. Um, and maybe people just want to do a cool Batman story, but they're, they're at Marvel, you know? <laughs> I think that's, that's the crux of the problem with, with mm-hmm. these in general is that they feel very generic. Uh, the first one is irrelevant. Like I, I don't want to disparage it, but it's, it's, you know, I, I, I read it. I read comics every week. I'm not new to this. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> like, none of us can figure it out. That's not a good thing, you know? Um, and the second story is very straightforward, and it's fun and cute, but I didn't get anything out of it, you know? Um, and when I buy anthology books, I really like it when you get, you know, if it's going to be three, you know, you get that story that's kind of, you know, personal and delves into a little bit more about the character, what they like, you know, something heartfelt about who they are. Um the fun one that's not to be taken too seriously. And then the one that's a little more serious, you know, um, and we've seen anthologies like that. We've seen plenty of anthologies like that. This one just didn't even have anything interesting to say about Moon Knight. Like, yeah, th- I don't have anything to say about the second story. So if one of you do go ahead, but I'm about well, to move on. I mean, you, you mentioning that there's three stories here. Um, if only there were a character that had three main personas that they could <laughs> talk about, you know, Right. And maybe even split that up this way. Uh, yeah. I thought the art for the second one um, was interesting. It was uh, not something I'm used to seeing at Marvel. It was very, uh, I guess, digital. It felt very leaning into the digital art style that I don't. I think that's becoming more common. Um, I didn't hate it. Well, it was pretty good. But the story was just like, I, I don't think Moon Knight would be carrying around different costumes on his moon wing, first of all. No. Yeah. He just he just turns into them. Like I don't think it's that manual. I don't know. It's never been described that way. So yeah, just a contrivance for the story's sake. Sure. Yeah. Um. 
I do like some of the um, the extra like sound effects and um, sure. you know little extra bits in uh, you know sort of flavor stuff. The jump, the you know the jumps, the the exclamation points, the the hearts, stuff like that. I think that's a a cool extra step for sound effects, um, especially for people in masks. I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Please. Uh, and 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 you know the art is good. This is this is quality stuff, and that's one of the cool things. I guess we do see. Um, you know, a couple of creators here that we've not really seen before. Mm. These two creators, I believe, uh, when we read, we, we talked about this on the show, they're uh, from Africa. Um, and, mm, okay. you know, different flavor. So that's pretty cool. I enjoyed it uh, from an art perspective. But again, the story just doesn't really deliver anything interesting to me. Uh, it hinges on a Spider-Man joke that's not funny. I don't know. Um <laughs> And then the last story, like, so so the last story is by, uh, it's by uh, Mark Guggenheim and Jorge Fornes. Seeing Fornes doing Marvel stuff, pretty cool. Um, Almost felt weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the story, so I read it, right? And I was confused the entire time. I didn't understand what was happening. And I was really frustrated by that because I was confused by the first one. Uh, and the second one wasn't confusing. It just was hollow. So I was like, okay, what am I missing? What am I missing? Get to the end. And I realized, oh, you're supposed to read it backwards. So then I read it again backwards. It, and I, yeah. It annoyed me too, Sean. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, okay, I read it backwards, but it's not like, oh, backwards. It was so crazy. Like there was yeah. something really deep. Backwards, it was a regular story. So you just told me to read it. I read it the way you gave it to me, and it was a waste of time. And then I read it backwards, and it, I got it, but it wasn't relevatory. It was just a straightforward, run-of-the-mill, oh, Moon Knight's a hero story. Yeah, the the backwards thing I got, I don't know what triggered it for me, but... It clicked, and so when I realized that, I got through, and then I would try to sort of uh, read, uh, you know, I, I would read it the way you read it, and then I would try to go backwards just to see if it would work. And, you know, it was clever enough, but for me, it, more than it's just a generic superhero story or whatever – it doesn't quite pull it off as well as it wants yeah. to. Yeah. Um, like, you know, some of the dialogue works really well backwards, but not forwards. Yeah. And then like, you have to go panel by panel to go forwards through the story the other way. It just doesn't quite. It doesn't quite hit what it wants to do. Agreed. It added nothing yeah. for me, which sucks too. Because I think it like even read in the correct way, which I can't even I have to read panel by panel, which is annoying as shit. Um, but even read in the direct way, like it's just a standard Moon Knight story. 
that also doesn't give us an ending either. Like the cliffhanger right. is he's he got shot by a sniper. <laughs> like we don't get any res- resolution there. Yeah. Um, so like, was it really just to tell us a fortune cookie parable at the end? Um, thanks, Mark Guggenheim. Um, I almost feel like it was a waste for Jorge, Jorge Fornias too, but agreed. Um, I did appreciate that. Uh, was it bulldozer from the wrecking crew was in this? I love mm-hmm. a good wrecking crew appearance, you know, bulldozer, yeah, thunderball, pile driver. Give me, give me any of them. I'm, I'm cool with that. Gets hit by a car, which I think wouldn't even bother him, but whatever, it's fine. Do you consider, well, if, yeah, if you go fast enough, it definitely, you know, he'll go over the car like, well, a, like deer. a deer, yeah. Which actually was something I learned. I did not know that's a thing you do with deer when they're, I don't think you headlights. do. I'll I let you know. I don't think you do. I might have to drive <laughs> you all for a while, so if I ever come across one, I'll let you know. Um, do you consider Titania to be a wrecking crew member? I do not. No, I don't. Okay, all right, fair enough. Pass. Yeah. Hate to um, say it. Unless you're a starter Moon Knight fan, and even then, Ooh, you're nope. not going to learn anything. Nope. If you, I, like, I, the, if you yeah. like the look of Moon Knight, that second story will be for you, but pass. I would, yeah, if, you're a, if you're a Moon Knight fan, there's, a, there's a, a, an ongoing happening right now that's better than this by far. Yeah, the first good, issue actually. blows this out of the water. And how much was I, this? Five dollars? Yeah, you could do mm-hmm. better. I mean, the best thing about this book is that cover. Is that uh, Alex Maleev on art? Looks like it. Oh, that's a tasty cover. But I would sooner point someone towards uh, subscribe to Marvel Limited, read uh, Ellis's run, read you know as much as the current Moon Knight run. There, there's so much better Moon Knight out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend this. Yeah. Not to say I would in the future. There could be good stories that come out of this, but this one, nah, wasn't it? Well, let's talk about something that definitely is it. Let's talk about Jurassic League number one. So this is an interesting beast because... (laughs) He did it on purpose. (laughs) You keep saying that. Um, So so this is by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, but he didn't draw it. It's Daniel Warren Johnson and Juan Gedong, Gedeon, who wrote it. Both of them are credited as writers, with Juan Gedeon doing the art and colors by Mike Spicer with letters by Ferrando Gatto. Now, I am going to say that I'm almost glad that this isn't Daniel Warren Johnson on art. I know how that sounds, but I love Daniel Warren Johnson. Mm-hmm. But I think that Juan's style probably fits what this book is trying to do better than what Daniel Warren Johnson would have done. I think I sniff what you're stepping in. I mean, like, I won't. I won't hate it if Daniel Warren Johnson's drawing a book. Like, of course, fuck it. Mm. But like, there, there is the way these these. The Jurassic League is presented. It's almost like their uh, mascots in costume, like the way that they're designed, you know, like, uh, which I enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there is a point where somebody does a German suplex with a bridge. Um, and I'm like, 
either either Gideon did that for uh, Danny Warren Johnson or that was explicitly in the script. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the art a lot in this. It's real good. Yeah. Real good. This was awesome. It's so much fun. I mean, the the premise is in the title. It's the it's the Justice League, <laughs> but as dinosaurs. And <laughs> listen, if you don't love dinosaurs, I don't understand you. Like dinosaurs are amazing. The Justice League is amazing. What's not to love? You know, you, this you, is a perfect comic. You a big dinosaur guy there, Sean? I love dinosaurs. So dude. pirates, no. Dinosaurs, yes. Absolutely. All right, I'm learning. I'm learning what you're into. I just wanted to kind of double yes on get dinosaurs. A, get a gauge man. there. Jurassic Park. Um, got a fa- you got a favorite? I'm just I'm just curious now that I've, I I can tell how much you like dinosaurs, so I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm can a I, big. Can I take a guess? Yeah, go ahead. I think you like. I think you did like the Spinosaurus when it showed up in Jurassic Park Three. Yes. Yep. But I think you're a Stegosaurus guy. Yeah, I, I, okay, so I've always, I've always <laughs> been, there's two dinosaurs I really love. Okay. Um, so I really love the Stegosaurus, but I will always be a fan of the T-Rex. I knew it. Yeah, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yep. So I go both ways in that, in that respect. Ooh, heard it here first. Yeah. yeah. It comes to dinosaurs. <laughs> yep. Um. And it's and it's a it's a fun and cute concept. Like I was down on DC and Marvel before you get in the comments when they were like mech obsessed because DC did like the DC yeah. mech thing that was kind of corny to me. I don't even know if that came out yet, but I thought it was corny anyway when they announced it. Um, and then Marvel has done a couple of mech based things. This though is a little more unique. I haven't I haven't seen this before, mm. um, and. Even though it's run of the mill, it, there's nothing out of the ordinary about this. It's just fun. It's just fun. I, I thought he was stupid. And yeah. I mean that in a loving way. Yeah. Um, why not? At one point you see uh uh I mean spoiler, but there's a there's a Joker Raptor. Yes. Or he just proclaims my name is jo- Joker Zerd. Jokazard. <laughs> like, it is stupid. It's fucking yeah. dumb. And it knows it. And it's fine. Um, it is full of weird dinosaur puns. Like, uh, instead of Themyscira, where you can see Wonder Woman here is a Triceratops, it's Trimascara. Uh, mm-hmm. That's good. Um, yeah, it knows what it is. And it's just leaning into it, which I, which I enjoyed about it. Totally. Yeah. Um, Matt says mech stuff is so corny. I completely agree. Well, this is a um, guy who bases his life around uh, Evangelion. So it, come on. Except, ah, wow, hold on. Except <laughs> Gundams. Gundams are cool. I love Gundams. Have I seen Gundam the TV show? Only at like 5 a.m. on Cartoon Network. But when they used to it's throw when that you're on, eating Kennedy's. Well, I was a little kid, so I wasn't you oh, okay, know, right, getting right. drunk and eating Kennedys and crying. Um, <laughs> oh, that's the third nice. part. Okay. <laughs> I might have been crying, but I wasn't getting drunk and I wasn't eating okay, Kennedys. Okay. Right. Uh, anyway, yeah, mechs, mechs have their moments, but uh, certainly not DC mechs. Um, Kale, were you into this? I wasn't crazy about this. Okay. Hmm. 
Um, Maybe it will come together as it progresses. This was just a bit too too run-of-the-mill world-buildy for me. Mm. I definitely agree that it was um, visually stunning. Um, It's incredible. The art is fun. I'm not mad I read it. Uh, but the the origin stuff and putting everybody in places that we know them so that we recognize who they are just felt silly to me um, in the not good way. Um, so I, I wasn't crazy about this. You know, I don't need six issues of this. I think I think I think I'm probably going to get tired of this about two issues from now. Yeah. But for one shot, I was pleased to see this actually like come to fruition. Um cuz conceptually it's fun. But as a story, like do I need this to be a story? Not really at all. I'll be interested to see what story Daniel Warren Johnson is trying to tell mm-hmm. uh, Johnson and, and the other person, uh, Juan. Uh, but off the on, on the offset, I'm not that interested in what they've set up because they're ju- it's just it's just our superheroes, but they're dinosaurs, and I can't believe. I'm mad about that. Neither can I. That uh, sounds like on paper your thing, Cal. Right? It's yeah. but it just I read it and I was bored. Hmm. Dude, look story at this. Story wise. Story wise. Look at this. Oh, Aquaman. The Aquaman. Oh, it was oh so my good. god. It's How a cute panel. Is that dolphin. It's a panel of Aquaman. Well, it's it's Aquaman, but he's like a like what what is this? Like a um He's fighting Black Mantisaur, but we never get the Aquaman name in this. Yeah, I don't, know man? What, I don't know. I don't know what he is, but he's a cool ass dinosaur coming up from the sea, standing on the back of a crab creature with his trident, a cool dolph- dolphins, sharks. It's just beautifully colored. Oh, just phenomenal. Mike Spicer at it again. If, if he doesn't win and uh, some Eisner, some award like Mike Spicer is the man. As far as colorists go, mm. and I know that there's a lot of stiff competition in the colorist department, but mm. he is amazing. Okay, this just going. Black huh? Mantasaurus. Yeah, Joker Zard. Uh huh. Yeah, I just come on. Super sore. Have a have some fun. <laughs> for what? For, for me, I think the only gripe I have with this is like, where is it going? Yeah. Like even like towards the end, like our our, our climax or or, or a final page reveal is a giant giganta and a in a giant uh, parasite or no Bizarro actually. Um, mm. Is this what the book is? Is it just constantly little snippets of fights where they just make more dinosaur puns? If that's if that is what it is, I need to know by issue two. Because um, I'd, I'd still read that honestly. I would still probably read that. Um, but if it if it is trying to get to an actual story, we need to get there. I'm telling you right now that 
there is about a 40% chance that I buy the second issue. But for $4, compared to what my $4 is worth across the industry, I had a really good time. That's fair. Mm. Had a really good time. Better bang uh, for your buck than the previous book you read. So, Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll give you that. For sure. Well, let's talk about the listener the listener influenced pick this week. Uh, so Matt Murphy, uh, the I should say not just listener, Patreon listener influenced pick. Uh, Matt Murphy, who is on our Patreon page, uh, said, hey, I'm surprised you guys aren't reading Grimm this week. So I said, hmm, we should probably be reading Grimm this week. And uh, we read Grimm this week. The guy so who is, pays us said we should read something, so I guess we got to read it. <laughs> exactly. Bunch That's of how wa- works wage slaves. Me. Yep. Uh, so this is Grimm number one, a new debut by Boom. Uh, Stephanie Phillips. This is... This is the first or second Stephanie Phillips book that we're reading for this podcast. Um, first, is, did is Stephanie Phillips doing Batgirls? Mm, okay, yep. Okay, so this is the second. Uh, with art by Flaviano, colors by Rico Renzi, letters by Tom Napolitano. You know what? I liked it. Me too. It was, this is fun. Yeah, it's solid. Got a, a solid premise. Uh, solid uh, 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 plot engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great. It, it does three things well for me. It world builds almost instantaneously within like four yeah. pages. We know what the world is, what's going on. It takes something familiar, death and the afterlife and the idea of a Grim Reaper. Like we all know what that is. That helps that it can do that without having to explain all that. Um, it introduces where we're going right off the bat. So there's a cliffhanger and it's like, okay, I kind of want more. It also introduces the whole cast really of some really interesting character designs, which like as a, as a first issue is a fucking good first issue. Honestly, I actually really enjoyed it. It was almost my pick. Uh, RB Silva art hard to beat, hard to beat, but um, I uh, really this was my it. pick. Good. Okay. okay. So, there, there, there are going to be people here who don't know what the hell this is, didn't hear about it. Um, so I want to make sure that we talk about what it is. Uh, so this is, again, a new Boom book, which now Boom number ones have that aura that Image number ones have, where you don't know mm. if what you're reading is the next big thing. Um, and they've done it with Something is Killing the Children. They've done it with certain other books. This is the next possible hit. And the, so the story is pretty simple. Uh, you know, the Grim Reaper is real. And not only is it real, there are many. And their responsibility is to basically shepherd people into the afterlife. Um, and we follow one such Grim Reaper who is tasked with uh, bringing this dude who died uh, in a drunk driving accident across the river sticks and into a call center <laughs> um which was my least favorite part of the book just like the dmv <laughs> yeah i really i really hated that um i don't know i just felt like like haha yeah they're at the the equivalent of the dmv 
I'm it's sure that what Beetlejuice did, but bigger. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I didn't love that. Um, but that's the that's the basic premise, and it's got a great cliffhanger. I'd rather that if you haven't read this and you're considering that, to pick it up, that you see it for yourself. Um, but I would say that the cliffhanger, everything else was good. The cliffhanger ensured my three ninety nine or four ninety nine for Grim Two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if that's not a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. It it smells. It reeks of like, oh, I think people are gonna like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it just feels right. If that makes sense. like, it feel it's super accessible. Um, yeah, it's. You know, got like Flaviano. I've looked at Flavio. I've seen Flaviano's art before. I think uh, Power Man Iron Fist, the one that jumps out to me. It's upgraded. I was getting um, shades of uh, uh, Ted Brandt and Rose Stein's uh, Crowded. Oh. Uh, Interesting. I was feeling uh, the lady who did uh, Pretty Deadly. Uh, Emma Rios. Rios. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I could, maybe a combination of the, two, of the three, honestly. Yeah. 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 Um, where it's like, it's a clean and accessible art, but there is a stylization to it that yeah. I enjoyed, especially in the angles that he decides to quote unquote shoot things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If, if, if something is killing the children did well for them, I, I'm kind of smelling of this might as well. I hope so. Stephanie Phillips doesn't quite have the cachet that, um, that James Tinian did at the time. Yeah. But Stephanie Phillips' star is absolutely rising. And I think that um, Stephanie is generating more of a buzz among uh, maybe a younger audience, maybe a an audience that's that has more women in it, given the types of stuff that she's done so far. And that's really great. That's really great because I think there's, there's potentially buying power there. There's sticking power there. Um, so hopefully... My hope is that this is the next big book. I would love to see that be the case. Same. I think it's it's so far. If 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 I had to say, does this book have the kind of quality that will keep people on the hook from issue one? I would say yes. Mm. Um, we'll see how the first arc shakes out, but so far this is one of the better issue ones that I've read all year. Yeah, agreed easy number two for me yep like at this point i'm like oh not only would i get number two i'd probably recommend this book to people you know like Mm -hmm. oh Mm. check this shit out it's pretty good yeah absolutely 100 percent. easy pick or pull rather uh another w for one matthew murphy (laughs) you know what yeah yeah you're batting 100 right now don't don't do that sean don't do that Yes, Listen, he, gives, he gives us money, but don't. He's got a big head. Enough. <laughs> when he's when he's right, he's right. I'm not going to take anything away from That's the fair. man. That's fair. He, you he know what? made a good I, call. In, in my personal text to him, I I, I I I chop him down enough. Let's give him something. There you Let's, go. Yeah, I, he's making go. some weird spreadsheets to in his spare time. But yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, wait. Never mind. Never mind. Guy no, likes to analyze. Let's, guy um, likes to analyze his media intake. Let's just say that. Oh my God! Wait, is he? Right, of course. Is it what I'm thinking? I don't know what you're thinking, Sean. 
Come on. I'm not going to out him. I'm not going to out him. It might uh, okay. be what you think. All right. <laughs> fine. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> you know, he, I mean, he posted his uh, media intake analysis. He's a very uh, analytical uh, guy. Mm-hmm. One yeah. would say almost anal in a, in a way, but that's just, that's just <laughs> short for analytical, right? Well, speaking of anal, let's talk about Spawn. Because <laughs> it's yeah. shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where's my button? There we go. Uh... Rory McConville, the, the script and plot, Todd McFarlane. This month, he provided additional scripts. <laughs> what? Carlo Barbary on art, Tom Orzachowski on letters, J. David Ramos on colors. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I'm going to tell you right now. I thought this was great. I, oh, my God. What? I thought hey, it was great. Hey, you know what? I... I had to not make this my pick of the week. Yep. I really like this, actually. Yep. This you was guys fire. are fucking trolling me. I'm I don't not, believe dog. you at all. I'm not. I'm not. For you real. Could, what? You, you could say that about Kale, and Kale will defend himself, and I could see why you what? might think that. I have been on record as saying that some of the Spawn books are good, and this comic book is fucking good. I, I tell you. If I wasn't re- <laughs> No, no offense to the creative team on this, but if I wasn't reading it digitally, I'd probably blow my nose with it. Like I did not like this at all. I thought it was convoluted. I thought it was trying to be a little cute with the little a little cross in the in the uh the reckoning guys uh, speech bubble. Trying that to be was a great. Cute there, huh? That was a great touch. Me too. Oh, I, and I, I had more fun reading my uh, my uh, comics tag this week than I did. <laughs> <laughs> than I did reading I, this, and both of them had religious over- overtones that were quite heavy. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was you know that I uh, it caught me in the right mood. What the religious mood? stuff worked. It works yeah, for that's, me. That's the most disrespectful thing I've heard in a review. <laughs> it could be the rum speaking. I apologize. But, you know. um, it is. It is because of McFarlane. I. I think when the characters speak, I don't. I. I. It, mm, I think. Um, is it haunt? I, I tweeted yeah. about. I tweeted this. There's a yeah. panel where he just screams, "I hate this." That is exactly how I felt. Haunt. That was the most <laughs> I ever related you know, to a Spawn comic. That was so funny. <laughs> you know what actually helped me get through that? In a way that I think Why I might you try need and to replicate. be helped to get through a comic book. <laughs> well, and, and and what I mean by that is like it didn't bother me. Oh I just God. like I I tried to hear the voice, what and voice? I just did, and it was fun. Uh, you try to hear uh, Tom McFarlane's voice as he uh, uh, decides to uh, decide on the new uh, the new uh, action figure he wants to make. Uh, look, which I man, think look, the man, character... at some point, at some point, you're just gonna have to start taking this for what it is. Like, I it's not good. It. I can't do it. But if you take each individual issue as it comes, see, out of all the Spawn books so far, I think the one I enjoyed the most was Scorched. Because I felt like it was the one that was least, um, th- that was most self-aware, if that makes sense. I feel like people who write Spawn, other than Todd McFarlane, are aware of what they're doing. 
this is stupid. This world, kind of stupid. But let's lean into it and have fun. I don't think Todd McFarlane realizes that. I think he, he thinks it's actually cool. But I mean, he he had a did he have script in this? Uh, he, yeah. he yeah, yeah he but he but this book is the book that has the news page that everyone skips. Oh my god! So yeah. I assume that's what he writes, and maybe and you, additional like. Wait, did you guys read that? And you know what? No. I'll say it. I'm you gonna say it? it. No. I enjoyed it. No. You read it and enjoyed it. I sat and I listened. I I read the last guy and I went. You know who'd be a good. Uh, a good uh, uh, that guy in in the film hmm. where he not passed rip torn oh r.i.p oh, rip 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 um wow uh, there this book is constantly you know let me let me reveal this character that you should know i don't know yeah, man is. i don't listen i don't know who who any of the fuck these people are, are you kidding me redeem every time i read an issue of spawn I'm lucky I recognize Spawn. They even but reveal I see characters that gi- in this. I, I see that giant-ass boot, and I'm like, oh, there's my boy. Hold on, Tyler. You're, what were you about to say? I said um, they even revealed new characters in this. Who? The fucking wizard Spawn and uh, uh, Benedict Arnold Spawn. I don't, they didn't even name them. Like, that's the thing. Because Spawn's <laughs> no, like, I don't know who these guys are. You know? <laughs> Dude, they were cool as fuck. Yeah, man. Are you kidding but, me? But, like, maybe I just want something a little more than these guys are cool looking. I don't know. Uh, it's a literal battle between heaven and hell. What more could you want? Yeah. I don't believe in it. Not real. Not real. What the? Oh, f- but the dinosaur Batman works for you? Like, yes. Yes. Not only that, Why? but his, his parents were killed by a Joker dinosaur. <laughs> I can't believe maybe, we didn't maybe it's that. Like, that was so funny. I like when things lean into stupid, and I feel like Spawn is on the, on the precipice, lean into the stupid, but it thinks the stupid is actually cool. No, the stupid is stupid. Uh, man, listen. I think it's cool. It's cool. <sighs> the coolest thing Todd McFarlane did all week was announced... That he's coming out with like uh, uh, action figures. That's just a pack of guns. Like that's what I like. You know, it's a munitions pack for ten dollars. Like, what do you? (laughs) (sighs) It's not. It's not for me. It's it's got. It's got some cool stuff in there. It's got like one of those long ass like Roger Rabbit. You know, kind of like those long guns. You know, little pistols. I I I would sooner buy that than I would buy a spawn trade. Oh. Listen, I'm not buying a spawn trade. I'm mad that I had to buy this, <laughs> but I still had fun, and I'm not mad that I did. Wait, you bought this scale? Yeah, it, we had to record. We had to request it in the image. Uh, oh, okay. in the image thing. That's so yeah, so I had to buy it. I'm not mad though. I'm actually pretty glad I did. Man, this shit was hot. It's it's hot. Uh, a brief overview for those of you. You know, we keep saying how good it is, or in Tyler's case, how bad it is. What actually happens? Listen, broad strokes, <laughs> there is a uh, an angel who is like one of one of the warriors of, of Christ and he, <laughs> Jesus warrior, one would say. Yeah, of course. And he yeah, these, the these, these characters have been granted this like armor to fight the war between heaven and hell. But this dude was imbued with way too much power. So they had to destroy him, but they couldn't destroy him. So he's called the forsaken and he's even though they tried to murder him 
he still is fighting for God. Yeah. Um, so the idea is that he's just out of his mind, basically. He's so much of a zealot that he's crazy, but he's extremely powerful. And Spawn has to fight him. And that's what happens. And I don't need anything more than that. That's all I need. There's one way that McFarlane or McConville can, can turn this around on me. Bring me a biblically accurate angel and introduce that into this book. Like how, how they look as described in the actual Bible. Like I feel like yeah, this is also yeah. like the, the idea of heaven versus hell uh, by a guy who's never read the Bible before. <laughs> you know, like it's, Dude, it's so it's the, it's surface the idea, level. It's the idea of, of heaven and hell by a guy. I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, who's quoted as saying kids love chains. Yep. <laughs> No, you're 100. Like yeah, that, that, that's that all it is for, for religious people. Yeah. Whether he's read the Bible or not, like forget that. This is this is that dude. Honestly, the Bible's got cooler shit in it than this book. <laughs> what Bible did you read? I read the I mean, Bible. I didn't see nothing. Yo, Kale, cool. am I am I wrong? Am I right? I've got the Bible graphic novel. <laughs> oh, like yeah, it's still not that. as cool as Spawn. I don't know, man. Like, like you're at right. one point, God God is smashing babies onto stones, and he sends you know menstrual bears to attack bald children. Like right, like you're like you're right. SJW spawn Jesus warriors. <laughs> I consider myself an SJW <laughs> if it stands for Spawn Jesus Warrior. Absolutely. Like Spawn is here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like. Jesus I'm is trying. great, I'm but trying, like guys, I'm trying. Jesus is great, but he's not Spawn. Does Jesus exist in the Spawn universe? Yes, and he's got to, right? Like, yeah. no, as like a, an actual character is what I'm curious about. Oh, probably he's just, shoot, he's just shooting nails out of his palm or something. I don't know what the Spawn version of Jesus would be. <laughs> Weakness I mean, it towards, sounds like you nailed it, so to speak. <laughs> oh boy. Oh wow, nice, <laughs> Sultan. We're not. I'm certainly yeah, not trying to yeah, criticize the Bible or anything like that. I'm no, just saying. Sean, that I read the Bible. There's some pretty fucking I, Old Testament Bible. It's wild, man. I've read it too. It's nuts. Yeah, but yeah. the point, only point I was trying to make in relation to the Bible is just that the Bible like doesn't how, have Spawn, as Kale guys, said. Guys, we're leaning into the religious aspect of Spawn more than the creators have ever had before. So I think we can move on. <laughs> I don't think they cared or thought about it this much. Oh. oh yeah. You know what? It's fun. You don't need to know anything. It's fun. It's fun. Yep. Agreed. Cool. I don't know how to answer that. I'm not a trade weight. Tyler. Sure. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll wait for the old Testament of spawn to come out. They have that. It's the first compendium or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go pick it up. I'm about yeah, to the get old my te- copy. Old Testament's got the that sweet more and gaming all over it. <laughs> oh, I need wait, 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 gaming and more did spawn. Yeah, dog, early spawn. Like, and maybe, we're talking like issues like spawn. five and six. Like, uh, maybe, maybe. I want to. I want to read it. I really do. Matt recommends us it. doing Larson as a potential book club, uh, which I mean. You might have that control if you're a patron coming up. I don't. Yes. I think it's fair to say, right? Yeah. Yes, and we'll talk about that more on Saturday. But uh, patrons absolutely will be able to influence the book club uh, coming here real soon. 
Um, let's talk about uh, let's do the comics tag. So Kale had a, a brutal comics tag. He fucking dodged uh, a bullet, Sean. I dodged it, and the the screwed up thing is that I was supposed to be the target. I wasn't here, so then it was split on Tyler and Marco. But Marco's not here, so Tyler has to bear the burden of not only having read the book, but talking about it. So what's the book and what did you think? So I will say, so the book is Binky Brown meets the uh, Virgin Mary. Uh, and this is by, uh, Kale, can you tell me who it's by again? Uh, Justin Green. Sure, sure. Um, that sounds right. It is, it is uh, you know, indie comics in the vein of our crumb back, you know, uh, where the... Green is really working through some shit in this book. Um, it is gross. Um, it is crass. Um, at one point, it, honestly, a lot of it is just a kid who's really horny all of a sudden and dealing with his horniness versus his religious upbringing. Um, and at one point, he's got dicks for fingers. At one point, what? he's taking a bath with his sisters, and his dick comes out of the water, and he says, hey, it's a lighthouse. Um, a lot, lot of dicks in this one. Kale, this is the... This is the <laughs> I forgot about that. This is, a, this is a lot of penises in this book. What? Yeah. Which is like, all right, this is much more towards the R. Crumb side of things. Um, at one point, he wants to fuck the nuns. Um... Yeah, this is like a. This felt like I was I was looking at somebody's therapy session without their consent. Like it felt gross. Mm. Interesting. Um, without yeah. their consent, that's interesting because it's his autobiography. Sure, and I think it's a little too honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, it's not my bag. That's for sure. Um, but at the same time, like I read this on what it, what it, what it was like in a, mu- a museum that like has a digital version you could read. Oh, it, yeah, it was uh, fucking archive.com or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like I agree. It is of a time and it, and it feels like it has, um, like the art, pretty good for what it is. Like if you like that art crumb like, kind of art style, um, it's right down that same, you know, uh, uh, alleyway, Com- I guess. Like a, comics like a, with an X. Yeah, like a real dirty alleyway with like syringes yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. around it. Yeah, um, <laughs> second time that's come up this show. Not in the 125th Harlem? though. I'm thinking. I'm thinking more like this is like an alleyway in like Chicago or something. That's what I'm feeling. Nothing against Chicago. It's just that, that kind of feel to me. The worst like place. The sub- this the, like more like Midwest and then like the suburbs in the Midwest and then goes into you know like yeah you know. But um, this was a this was a choice pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would have okay. liked to see Sean's and Marco's reaction to this. Yeah. Um, I think I think Marco not probably. Book. I think Marco probably loved it. Oh, I bet. I bet you Marco's still reading it for the second time. <laughs> Is it enough to uh, have started playing dirty with the the uh, the comics tag? Because that was my goal. You, so your goal is to start tagging people with some fucked up shit as yeah. a punishment. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if that's your prerogative, that's your prerogative. Um, I'm not going to change that. Was it, was it enough? It was it. I don't want to say it was a punishment. <laughs> it wasn't a punishment. I wouldn't say I hated it. It was an experience. Like, it felt like going to a museum, if that makes sense. Man, you know, like. All right. 
If you had gotten me, it would have been a punishment. Yeah. It would have, yeah. yeah. Right. At, at a certain page, I'm like, this guy is drawing the same kind of dick each time. I was like, I need a little dick variety. I was a little, a little annoyed at that <laughs> point. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, definitely felt like that kind of EC Comics... Like, this This sounds... <laughs> um, this, this felt like something that... Uh, uh, what's his face? Um, oh shit! Who did? Uh, who's the guy that wears the bucket hat all the time with the sunglasses? Um, and he did X Men. Uh, oh, did, Ed Pisker. Yeah, this sounds like something Ed Pisker would have cum stains in his copy. <laughs> like all right. On that like, note, I don't know. Uh, how to say that any Tyler now has the power to tag one of us. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go that hard. Don't next don't week. worry. Um, I actually picked. Um, I want Sean to read the next issue. Oh, it's a new issue one that comes out next week of the Shaolin Cowboy. I felt like Kale would have loved this. This is like, I feel like right down your alley, Kale. Yeah. Yeah. I've doubted um, the Shaolin Cowboy. But I'm not sure how Sean would like it. This is Who by uh, Jeff Darrow and uh, Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart. Okay. Um, it is... Uh, Slightly overweight, overweight Shaolin cowboy fighting things. That's as much as I can sh- say. This doesn't look or sound like anything I've ever wanted um, at all. But I think you'll enjoy the art. And most of the time when I've read Shaolin cowboy, it's been more of an art uh, thing where I'm like, ooh, I'm excited for that. Um, Jeff Darrow is insane. So mm. I'm curious. Yeah, story be damned. Usually it's just like, oh, I just I want a little, little treat with art. So I'm curious to see how, how you like it. All right. Well, well, we'll find one out issue. Next week. One issue. It's yeah, also to let issue, me know right? if I should read that issue. So I appreciate that it's only one issue because that's all I was going to be able to get through anyway. So, yeah. And as I'm reading, you know, I'm in like, what, 30 pages into a little kid uh, realizing his dick is a thing. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do that to someone else. So um, let's. uh but there are some I'll keep, other... I'll keep trying. Don't worry. Let's, let's talk about some actual pals polls for next week. Uh, some things that we uh, will be wanting to pick up. Whether or not we talk about it on the show remains to be seen. Um, join the Patreon if you want to be first dibs uh, at uh, what we're pulling. I, I was I managed to let the patrons know like Monday afternoon what we were reading this week. So yeah, incentive, guys. Um, uh, before we get into it, Tyler, yeah, real quick, yep. we got a highlighted message. Uh, Murphy says, Sean, it's basically Clint Eastwood cowboy movies meets Saturday morning cartoons. I like half of that. Saturday morning cartoons were my jam. You have a favorite, Sean? Uh, Yes. Uh, X-Men. Boom. Fair. I was a big Hanna-Barbera type, so I was like, yo, the Jetsons meet the Simpsons. I mean, the Jetsons meet the Flintstones is on again. Fuck yeah, I'm watching that for the 50th time. You want to take out comic book shows uh then i would probably say uh, that makes it a lot harder digimon okay digimon i was gonna throw and, code lyoko uh, your way what did you just say i don't even know what the hell that is you don't know code lyoko no oh man okay all right let's get in these palace bowls before i get offended um i believe uh marco and kale picked this one uh eternals number 12 yeah, what do you think, Marco? Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, oh, well, you ask fucking... your beer bottle. I'll have the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be? Well, nothing. 
Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, the first, I don't know, two trades of Eternals, I guess we're at now. Um, I'm having a good time. Let's keep going. Thanos and is uh, striking back against the Eternals, I guess. So uh, Marco also picked rain number five. Um, oh, he's not here. Fuck. He him. gave me his palace pulls. Without- I don't give a shit. <laughs> he didn't. He forgot he wasn't going to be on the show. You're going to sell rain when Marco's not here. No, I was going to go right to the next one. I was just going to say he was going to pull it. All right. Well, he can pull this. Let's get on <laughs> to the next book. Um, I picked Savage Avengers number one um, because the team on this is stupid. Uh, this team is uh, Daredevil, Elektra, uh, Anti-Venom, Cloak and Dagger, Black Knight, fuck yeah, uh, Weapon H, is it? It's the Hulk Wolverine kind of yeah. guy? Hulkverine. Uh, Hulkverine. Deathlock and Conan. So it's a weird, it's, I'm a sucker for a weird ass Marvel team. Uh, and this is probably one of the weirder fucking teams I've seen in a while, so. Um, I will be checking this out. And I also picked Fables, number 151. Uh, It's back. The return. The return of Fables. Um, I don't... Here's the thing. I've never read the entirety of Fables. I've read bits and pieces here. I've probably read like um, maybe half dozen trades or whatever. Maybe like the issue 50 or whatever. Um, I enjoyed it. But uh, I'm kind of, if this is a jumping on point for a new story, it's part one of 12. I guess this is just a 12 issue maxi series as a return. Fuck it. I'll go for it. Fables is always kind of fun. So Uh, Sean and Kale also had Immortal X-Men number two. Yes, uh, I was not here when when, uh, you guys reviewed the first one. I was able to check it out. I thought it was really, 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 really good really good and that cliffhanger was something so uh with this one i'm looking forward to seeing if kieran gillen can keep up the momentum um you know the sinister being the like the the narrator of the book was interesting he's unreliable so that definitely adds an interesting wrinkle in comparison to what gillen did in uh eternals um but that could get tiresome. Hmm. That could get very tiresome. So we'll see. So far, I'm on the hook. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I had fun with it. Um, but those those were our pulse for next week. Yeah. Let us know what you guys are excited about. Always love to hear what you guys are looking forward to. Uh, on our Discord server, which you can join, there's a link in the description. We have a channel called Pals Pulls. And one of my favorite parts of the week is when those pictures start coming in that you guys send of the books that you've pulled. And if you want to take part in that, you can join our Discord. But you could also do it on social media. We love the engagement and the interaction. So, um, you know, we have a great community. We'd love for anyone who wants to be a part of it to be a part of it as long as you're a cool person. Um, (laughs) If you're a cool person and you don't spoil movies before they come out and you're not a weird sexist um, or racist or any of that kind of stupid crap, you are exactly the kind of person that we want. So come hang out. Um, also, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash the comic spouse. Uh, you can check out our newsletters over there. You can check out Palin Around, two episodes out so far. Just a show where we kind of shoot the shit about whatever we feel like talking about. Um, it's a lot of fun. Very good time. Sean, do you mind if I, 
yeah throw something out there real quick yeah, yeah um for our current patrons if you have topics and ideas you want us to just fucking shoot the shit about why not well, yeah. we're open to it feel, yeah feel yeah. pretty good just not any like really weird shit i mean first episode is pretty fucking weird well like, we're, we're open yeah, to the suggestion Kale is open to the weird shit. Kale is open to the weird shit. Anyone who is paying $10 a month or more, (laughs) you suggest what you want. And I'll talk about it. Um, Oh, boy. Yeah. Whatever whatever floats your boat. Um, So, yeah. YouTube.com slash The Comics Pals. Subscribe to our channel for free. Like the video. Share it with your friends. All that is free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. We are trying to get to 1,000 subscribers before the end of the year so that Kale over there can do a backflip. Uh, so help us achieve that mission. If you're listening to this and you're still unsubscribed to our channel, hit take the plunge. Even if you're not a YouTube person, just head on over to YouTube.com slash ComicsPals. Click that subscribe button. It just helps us out a lot, and it costs you nothing. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys for tuning into this very episode. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Catch us next week at twitch.tv slash the comics pals Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Catch us Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern for the main show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care, guys. See you next week.